Welcome to AudioPie's English Literature and Language Show. You can dip into huge chunks of over 19 series for free and learn on the go. Happy listening, everyone. Christmas Eve, a traditional time to tell scary stories around the safety of the hearth. Four strange, ghostly visitations, but with one purpose not intended so much to spook as to raise the ghost of an idea in the reader. A cautionary tale warning of the monster within. Welcome to Audio Pie's series for GCSE students on A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. First published just before Christmas in 1843, this short novella is amongst the most famous of Dickens's works, and Ebenezer Scrooge, the chief character, is perhaps the best known and most distinctive of all of his creations. Our series will guide you through everything you need to know about this classic of Victorian literature. And help you understand how best to approach it in your exams. The works of Charles Dickens have contributed more than a dozen words to the English language, and one in particular from this narrative. The very word Scrooge has come alive with its own meaning, independent of the text. Used as a noun, a Scrooge has come to be defined as a person who is hard-hearted and stingy with money, a miser. Scrooges will do anything rather than part with a pound. And even Scrooge's famous catchphrase "Bar humbug" has become synonymous with a certain kind of reaction to Christmas. Scrooge is haunted by a number of ghosts who, along with the ghost of his old partner Jacob Marley, are sent to make him see the error of his ways. The spirits themselves, the ghost of Christmas past, Christmas present, and Christmas yet to come, might also feel familiar. The ghost of Christmas past resembles a Victorian representation of God or Jesus, dressed in a tunic of the purest white, with light emanating from its head like a halo. And beautiful. This is an early indication that, in spite of the tension and supernatural phenomena in the opening, when the ghost of Jacob Marley first appears, these ghosts are not to be feared. The lavish, green-clad ghost of Christmas present represents a traditional image of Christmas as rich and abundant, and would have been familiar to Dickens's audience. The ghost of Christmas yet to come is a kind of grim reaper figure. Shrouded in a black garment, a silent and mysterious presence that fills Scrooge with a solemn dread, even before he realizes that the spirit personifies death. They feel like familiar images, even for those who have never read a Dickens novel. The other characters that populate the pages, like Bob Cratchit and Tiny Tim, are also iconic Christmas characters that have permeated the nation's consciousness. Spawning a series of reinventions and retellings of the story, 
so that it remains popular more than 175 years after it was first written. This series will guide you through everything you need to know about this classic of Victorian literature and help you understand how best to approach it in your exams. Firstly, let's think about why the Victorians were so keen on ghost stories at this particular time of year. It wasn't just the Victorians, actually. Christmas has long been associated with ghosts. And actually, the tradition of telling midwinter ghost stories goes much further back, perhaps, than Christmas itself. When the nights are at their longest and darkest, and the year nears its end, it's natural that people feel an instinct to gather together. And the end of the year is a liminal space, a boundary or threshold, a time to think about people and places that are no longer with us. But perhaps ghost stories reached their peak during Victorian times. In an era before film and television, telling stories around Christmas time, when the family were gathered together, was a popular form of entertainment. And it would have felt much spookier due to the flickering flames of the hearth or candlelight and eerie gaslighting. The Victorians definitely had a preoccupation with the supernatural. The Victorian era has been described as a golden age of belief in supernatural forces and energies, weird transmissions and spooky phenomena. It was a time of declining religious beliefs, clashing with new scientific understanding. Yes, that idea of declining religious beliefs can also be seen in the growing trends for celebrating Christmas in secular rather than Christian ways. In what we see now as the commercialization of Christmas. 1843 is actually the same year that the first Christmas card was sent. So whilst taking a traditional form and playing on this appetite for a ghost story at Christmas, Dickens gave it a new twist. A Christmas carol is also intended to be read as a moral tale or allegory. An allegory is a useful literary device allowing a writer to develop a metaphor in which a character, place or event is used to deliver a broader message about real-world issues and occurrences. And in this case, Dickens is concerned about wealth and poverty and the social inequality that existed in his society. His answer is to explore the responsibility of the individual in relation to their community, their social responsibility. But his story is optimistic. Through the character of Ebenezer Scrooge, Dickens warns us about the dangers of living a life as selfishly as Scrooge does, but also offers ideas about the possibility of change, of transforming the self. Along with Christmas and the supernatural, these are the main themes of A Christmas Carol. In much of his writing, Dickens raged against the machine of social injustice, championing the poor. He considered poverty to be mankind's shame. In this instance, Dickens' own background is crucial to understanding his motives. Although he was himself born into a middle-class family, he knew firsthand about the devastating effects of falling into poverty. Following his father's imprisonment for debt, a young Dickens was sent to work in a factory. where he witnessed but also directly experienced the misery and deprivations associated with poverty. So, 
where better to present some of his ideas about social inequality than in a Christmas story? Traditionally, a time of year when the difference between the haves and the have-nots is most marked, and where a child, Tiny Tim, is at the heart of the narrative. The warmth of humanity can be contrasted with its other extremes, the bitter cruelties of greed and selfishness as represented by the attitude of Scrooge. So Dickens tried to make poverty as unbearable for his readers as it was for those who experienced it, in order that they might change their attitudes. Charles Dickens aimed to challenge Victorian thinking through his writing, so A Christmas Carol offers a clear moral stance for its readers. Thanks for listening. In the next episode, we take a closer look at the title and the way that A Christmas Carol is structured. Other episodes will look in detail at each of the staves of the story, consider some of the main characters, and explore the themes more thoroughly. See you in the next pod. hope you enjoyed the episode don't forget to search for and listen to the next episode in the series to build your topic knowledge hit the acast plus link in the show description to become a premium supporter and unlock access to every episode in every series for as long as you need we also make gcse and a-level content for history re sociology and psychology happy listening everyone